When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free... America's two great pastimes collide on this podcast and it's baseball and making money from the dog days of summer through the October Classic. Greg Bases Peterson's going to be free swinging at the betting board as he tries to hit a grand slam for your bankroll. Now here is GP. Ladies and gentlemen, it is confirmed. This is going to be the regular season finale of MLB Overtime Betting because We've got the two greatest words in sports coming up today. Game 7. Welcome into the Vivid Seat Studios for MLB Overtime Betting. It is Greg Peterson joining you once again. I was unsure whether or not I was going to be having a podcast today because it was all contingent on the Nationals winning. And good gosh darn it, they did. So here we are. I have no guests in the second segment. I'm just going to be giving you a little bit on each team, things that you should be looking for in this World Series Game 7, how these guys have been doing at the plate, just a little bit of analysis on the game itself. And then in the final segment, I'm going to be giving you my side in total on Game 7 of the World series we head out to the twitter mailbag first as always and i'll be answering these during the offseason don't worry you can always fire in questions that you have to the twitter mailbag at gnr squarty one once again always send them into the timeline if you send them into the timeline it's like having a featured ticket on either the nationals or the astros you've got a good chance of having some success with it whether you hedge it or you don't hedge it which i'm going to be getting into in a second meanwhile if you send it into the dms well it's going to be like having a featured ticket on the kansas city royals win the 2019 world series needless to say that doesn't have a very good chance of cashing at this point so let's get into it So you have questions, and Greg may or may not have any insight into them, but let's dive into the Twitter mailbag. Getting a boatload of questions on this. 
What do I do? I've got a Houston Astros futures ticket. I've got a Washington Nationals futures ticket. I've said this on the podcast a couple times, and I'm going to tell you guys once again, evaluate your own level of risk and evaluate how you think this game is going to play out. If you're on the Houston Astros to win the World Series and you have a lot of faith in Zach Ranke, take that into account. Either hedge very small, and if you are a person that you like to go full bore, you'd like to keep it all or nothing, don't hedge very much. If you're on the Washington Nationals, you have absolutely no idea what to expect out of Max Scherzer, you have no faith in the bullpen, and you have a ticket on them to win the World Series, maybe you hedge a little bit more. It's one of these situations where you need to just sort of do your own analysis because you're able to do 100 things with this futures ticket. If you're looking to hedge slash not hedge, obviously not hedge is one option, but you can hedge a little bit, you can hedge a lot, and you can hedge in other ways as well. You can take like a first five if you're a little bit unsure of this bullpen. If you're unsure of the starting pitching, you probably want to go a little bit more with a full game. Maybe you want to go with the first inning prop because Max Scherzer has been giving up a lot of runs. It's all based on how you evaluate the game. That's the way that you should hedge. Don't let any buffoon like myself or some nameless, faceless person on Twitter tell you exactly what you should do with your with your future ticket. It's one of those things where you've got to evaluate it yourself and just come up with the option that you can live with, win, lose, or draw. So that is what I have to say about futures. I know that a lot of you guys have been asking about that. I say the same thing with college basketball as well. So it's just one of those situations where I always think it's best practices to just do what you you're comfortable with. And something that I'm very comfortable with saying is the fact that Vivid Seats is the best place to be able to get all your tickets. Now, I know that a lot of you guys aren't in a position to be able to attend Game 7 of the World Series, but if you are looking to go to Game 7 of the World Series, Vivid Seats has you covered. Let's say you want to go to an NFL game, college football, college basketball is a week away, ladies and gentlemen. Vivid Seats has you covered with tickets to all those events, and maybe you're just someone that you like to be able to watch all these sporting events on your couch, at a sports bar, something like that. You can go to vividseats.com and get event tickets for something like a concert. They've got you covered in just a variety of areas. Essentially, whatever you can get a ticket on that is a live event, Vivid Seats has your back. And if you use my promo code overtime, that's all one word, O-V-E-R-T-I-M-E, and you're a first-time user to the app, you get up to $100 off of all of it. Vivid Seats, a proud sponsor of MLB Overtime Betting, and I am proud to say on MLB Overtime Betting that we do have a Game 7. So let's take a look back as to how we got here and some things that you might want to watch out for for game seven what happened yesterday let's go around the bases and find out once again mr justin verlander did not get the job done in a world series game he has now made seven starts he is oh and six in those world series starts and his team i don't think has won a single one of these world series games as the washington nationals took this one by a count of seven to two things got going early the houston astros were able to play a pair of runs in the first inning, but much like Steven Strasburg has done all season long, he was able to settle down. This was very reminiscent of his start against the LA Dodgers. He gave up a couple runs early, settled down from there. Eight and a third innings, he gives up two runs, both of which were earned. The Houston Astros' lone form of offense was Alex Bregman being able to get a home run in the first inning and Jose Altuve getting an RBI in that inning as well. Pass at the Astros, just weren't able to generate much. 0 for 4 is what they went with men in scoring position. Six men left on base. And for the Wild Washington Nationals, they were able to get things going really in the fifth inning as Adam Eaton and Juan Soto were both able to take Justin Verlander yard for Eaton, his second of the World Series, 
for Soto, his third, and now he has a home run in back-to-back World Series games. Going into that fifth inning, the Astros were leading by a count of 3-2 to two, as that fifth inning would be the last for Verlander. He winds up giving up three runs over the course of five innings, two of which were dingers. From there, the Houston Astros had to go with a quadrant of bullpen arms. Brad Peacock, Will Harris, Ryan Presley, Chris Savinsky, all used out of the bullpen. With Davinsky and Peacock, both these guys won 20-plus pitches, so you do want to note that for Game 7. And with Davinsky, he gave up two runs in the ninth inning. Anthony Rendon hit a two-RBI double. For many of you guys that had over seven and a half runs, that cashed you the over, as in five of the first six games of this series, the total has went over, so you do want to note that. And for the Washington Nationals, with Steven Strasburg going eight and a third innings, Sean Doolittle wound up pitching the final two outs of that game. He won 11 pitches. He's certainly going to be able to be used in a game seven. You don't know what to expect out of Max Scherzer. I'm going to be tracking that in. I'm going to be talking a little bit more about that in both the second and the third segment as well. But Nationals take this one by a count of seven to two. So we now have a game seven. And I'm going to be giving you a little bit more analysis on how I see this matchup playing out and how we got here as well well as the underdog in this series. Well, I consider game four to be pretty much a wash because that was a game in which the Astros were a slight favorite closing in some places. The Nationals were a slight favorite in closing in some places, but the underdog now three, two, and one in the World Series as well. So I'm going to be giving you a little bit more analysis on this series and this game seven. And that is coming up next right here on MLB Overtime Night. Many of you guys tune into this fine podcast, MLB Overtime Betting, because you want to hear about sports and sports betting. You don't want to hear some gas bag flapping his gums about like a political issue or something like that. And that's much like our good buddies at CBS Sports HQ, which is a brand new streaming sports news network that is 24-7, absolutely free, and they get right to it. All of their coverage is focused on the game, the highlights, breaking news, all that good stuff. You're not going to get some guy on there talking about, oh, the political issues of this, that, or the other. And like I said, it's completely free. They give you the information that you need to be able to crush your bets. They give you trends on sports. They give you highlights, all the stuff that you want. And it is available as long as you download the CBS Sports app, which you can do on your smartphone, Apple TV, Roku, Fire TV, any connected device that you're able to download the apps, download CBS Sports HQ, and boom, you've got complete access, and it is free 24-7, 365. This is not a place where you have to insert your credit card. It's not a place where you have to flip through a million ads. It's just sports coverage for sports fans. No fake debates. Just all the sports coverage that you need to be able to crush your bets and to be able to get great trends on the sports that you care about. And we are back here in the Vivid Seat Studios from LB Overtime Betting. Typically, this is a part of the podcast where I have a guest Unfortunately, no guests today just because, well, I had no idea whether or not I was going to have a podcast or not. It was up in the air whether or not we would be getting a Game 7. And gosh darn it, we are getting a Game 7 thanks to the Washington Nationals being able to get to Justin Verlander. And now this poses for an interesting situation. I'm just going to talk a little bit about this matchup as I think that 
what we're going to see is all hands on deck from the Washington Nationals. From all reports, it looks like Mad Max Scherzer is going to be able to pitch in Game 7. Now the question is, how effective is Scherzer going to be? And with the Washington Nationals, you've got a very inconsistent lineup, to say the least. You've got a couple guys that are really firing all cylinders. Juan Soto has had a home run each of the last two days for the Washington Nationals. That has been absolutely huge for them. The fact that Steven Strasburg was able to go deep into his start yesterday puts this team in a little bit of a better position because now not only are you able to bring in Patrick Corbin in relief but you also have Anibal Sanchez so if Max Scherzer goes out there he gives you a two inning dud you're able to get a lot of length out of one of those two guys as both these guys are on relatively equal rest so that is going to be big for the Washington Nationals Adam Eaton stepping up is absolutely huge as well he was able to get a home run off of Mr. Justin Verlander so this is a Washington Nationals team that away from home has been doing a very good job because what we saw in games three, four, and five was the fact that this team just left 25 men on base. They had one hit with men in scoring position. That just was not getting the job done. When they've been in Houston, they've been doing a better job of that. And this whole series has come down to scoring with men in scoring position. Washington was able to do that yesterday. Houston, not so much. Houston did not get a single hit with men in scoring position entering into the eighth inning, as truth be told. I am doing this recording during the bottom of the eighth inning, but... By and large with the Houston Astros, what you do have to like for this team as well is the top of the lineup is starting to perform for this team as well. Alex Bregman got off to a very rough start in this World Series, but you take a look at what he's done over the last three games. He's had two multi-hit games in that time span, and he was able to get a grand slam off of our good buddy, Fernand. Oh, no! Rodney. Then you also have Jose Altuve, George Springer, and Michael Brantley. All these guys hitting at least a 320 at the top of the lineup. George Springer has had a home run in this series. Jose Altuve has come up with a lot of timely hits all postseason long, including that big home run in the ALCS. Yuli Gurriel is hitting right around 300, and Jordan Alvarez. I know that he went a little bit cold yesterday, ceiling above a 400 for this postseason. We were talking about this with Dan Saborski yesterday. Jordan Alvarez won for 22 in the ALCS, but he's made the necessary adjustments. He's been doing a very good job in this postseason, but the big question with the Houston Astros, Carlos Correa. He does have a home run in this postseason, but you take a look at what he's done in the World Series. He's hitting a buck 36 at the plate. Now, he does have an on-base percentage of a 240, so at the very least, he is still generating some decent at-bats, getting some walks, but you also have a situation with the Houston Astros in which you had to go to the bullpen quite a bit yesterday. Now, Brad Peacock probably wasn't going to be relied upon for too many innings anyway, but now you had to burn through Ryan Presley as well, so it is a spot where I do think that the Washington Nationals have put themselves in a very good spot with regards to their bullpen because you're able to look to anyone that you want. Sean Doolittle, you're able to pull out Danny Hudson as well. These were your two most trustworthy arms out of the bullpen all year long for the Washington Nationals because Steven Strasburg was able to go seven plus innings yesterday. It does put this team in a very good spot in that regard. And you got to think that as long as Max Scherzer is able to give this team a couple innings, it does put them in a little bit of a better spot. But I would advise anyone that is looking at this game not to bet until you know the exact status of Max Scherzer. Now the line is going to move a little bit, but there's nothing worse than having having your bet one slash loss because of information that comes out on an injury. And we all know full well that Max Scherzer is the ultimate competitor, but you just need to know his status moving forward. So that's just a little bit of my macro view of the 
postseason. And then what you also do want to note is the fact that we have seen so many first inning runs in this postseason. And the team totals in this World Series have been set very low on both sides. We were joking with Scott Seidenberg of NBC Sports Radio along with the Believe Podcast Network ESPN 98.7. Man does about 100 different things. In game one of the World Series, deep total on the Washington Nationals was two and a half. That's just a situation where you can fall rear end backwards into three runs. That is something that you do want to note if you're seeing some of those low team totals. Might be worth taking a little bit of a shot there. And then with the first inning yesterday, you saw the Washington Nationals scratch across a run. The Houston Astros get two as well. So we have been seeing it all postseason long. The first inning has really been the highest scoring inning. So that is an angle that you might want to be looking at as well. And Max Scherzer, by and large, has given up quite a few runs in the first inning this postseason. After the first inning, he's been able to settle down from there. He gave up a home run in the NLDS, the LA Dodgers. We all remember the first inning that he had against Milwaukee Brewers as well. And for the Houston Astros, Zach Granke has actually been able to get out of some jams in the first inning as well. We recall the ALCS start that he had against the New York Yankees on the road. Had the bases loaded, gave up a run, but the fact that he was able to get out of it was huge for the Houston Astros, so a lot of in-game opportunities with regards to that first inning as well. So, just wanted to give you guys a little bit of my take on this World Series matchup before I give you my side in total. That is going to be coming up next as Greg Peterson, perhaps the worst guest in the history of MLB overtime betting, but we thank him for his time anyway, as I'm just trying to make a couple jokes here, but coming up next... I do give you my side and total for Game 7 of the World Series and a little something I like to call Touch Em All. Welcome back to MLB Overtime. Greg is throwing a gem, so yeah, he better not blow it. And a big thanks, actually no thanks whatsoever to our guest myself for joining me in the last segment as we're back here in the Vivid Seat Studios for MLB Overtime Betting. That guy was the worst guest we've ever had in the history of this podcast. I will say that. And what I will also say is the place to be able to bet on this Game 7 is with my buddies at my bookie. Not only can you bet the side and the total like I'm going to be giving out in the next couple seconds, but you're also able to bet on first inning props. Obviously, you were able to do World Series props, but let's face it, the series price is probably going to be the same as the game price. If you're getting a little bit of a different series price as compared to a game price, I don't know what to tell you there, but you're able to bet this game in a variety of different ways. You're able to go in-game as well, which is huge. You're able to parlay this baseball game if you'd like to as well. And my bookie does a whole lot more than just baseball. In the NFL, you can even go as far as to bet on the amount of fantasy points a player will get on a given Sunday. You're able to do a variety of different futures bets for college basketball, NBA, NFL, game by game, in game, you name it. You're able to do it at my bookie. And if you head to mybookie.ag, you type in my promo code overtime. That is all one word O V E R T I M E. You're able to get your first deposit doubled dollar for dollar and that is by using the promo code overtime because my bookie is a place where you play you win and crush you get paid and you get that money right into your bankroll and now let's try to make that bankroll a little bit bigger as i give you my side and total in world series game seven in something i like to call touch them all if a game is listed on the betting board, Greg has a side and a total on it, so it is time to touch them all. 
It is Mad Max Scherzer going for the Washington Nationals, who are on the road facing off against the Houston Astros, who trot out their Zach Greinke. 9-13, 9-14 on the betting rotation. Total on this game across Vegas is 7.5. The under is juiced anywhere between minus 115 and minus 125. Over is anywhere between plus 105 and minus 105. If you're looking at the Washington Nationals, your plus price here, anywhere between plus 123 and plus 130. Meanwhile, if you want to lay it here with the Houston Astros, that is anywhere between minus 130. 35 and minus 140 and this is a spot where I am going to be looking at the Washington Nationals. Now what form of Max Scherzer we're going to get is a little bit to be determined but I have been talking to some people the last couple minutes ever since I did that last segment about Max Scherzer. Sounds like things are getting better. We saw him tossing in the bullpen. He was able to go on flat ground. The cortisone shot from what I've been told that he received on the day of game five. It takes about 24 to 48 hours for it to take effect. It is now taking effect. So Max Scherzer, who couldn't lift his arm when he was scratched from that game five start, he is now in much better health. It is what is being called by a lot of people a immaculate recovery. Meanwhile, with Zach Greinke, he's a guy I actually trust a little bit more on the road than I do at home. His home and road splits are very similar, but he really hasn't had too much of a home field advantage because keep in mind, he started out the year with the Arizona Diamondbacks. He is now with the Houston Astros. Now, I will say, with the Houston Astros during the regular season, he is he was 8-1, but during the postseason, he was able to do a very good job in that ALCS start against the Yankees on the road, but at home, he wound up giving up three runs over the course of six innings. Looked very good in game three on the road against Washington Nationals, but the main point of this is Zach Greinke, a little bit different of a pitcher home to road, and he's just not been necessarily a strikeout guy since getting over to Houston. He's been getting right around eight strikeouts per nine innings, including the regular season and the postseason. And with the Washington Nationals, it's all hands on deck. Patrick Corbin is going to be able to come out of the bullpen. Anibal Sanchez is fresh. If they need him to go a couple innings, let's say Max Scherzer is only able to give them three or four, you've got those two bullets. You've got Sean Doolittle, who wound up only going 11 pitches in that Game 6 relief appearance. You've also got Danny Hudson, who has been a very good relief guy. You don't have to deal with guys like Wander, I swear, oh, this guy sucks. Javi Guerra and our good buddy, Fernand. Oh, no! Rodney. Meanwhile, with the Houston Astros, you had to use Ryan Presley. He's probably going to be available, but now you have to rely upon guys like Josh James, Roberto Ozuna, and company. And Roberto Ozuna, all postseason long, he's been a little bit shaky. You got to think that A.J. Hinch, much like he has been during a lot of these postseason starts, is going to have a little bit of a short leash with Zach Greinke. Keep in mind, with Zach Greinke, in his last start against Washington Nationals, he was able to get the team the win, but he didn't pick up the win personally because he only went four and two-thirds innings. So I do think that there's going to be a quick leash there. And what this game is going to be coming down to, which I was talking about a couple minutes ago, is how these teams hit with runners in scoring position. With the Washington Nationals, when they were in D.C., they had just one hit with men in scoring position. Yesterday alone, Anthony Rendon went two for two with men in scoring position, and he has finally gotten right. This is a man that entering into Game Four of the World Series was hitting right around a buck twenty-five. He now for the series is hitting at two ninety-two. He has found it. Adam Eaton, Juan Soto, both were able to go yard yesterday. Both these men hitting above three hundred for the series. Now Victor Robles, aside from the triple that he had back in Washington D.C., he hasn't been doing a whole heck of a lot. And you got to think that Jan Gomes is probably going to be the catcher for this game as well. Kurt Suzuki spent a little bit banged up, but with Kurt Suzuki being banged up, you can also get the 
inkling that if you need a pinch hitter for Jan Gomes late in the game, Suzuki's bat might be a little bit better. But Jan Gomes for the series, hitting 250 himself. So he's been doing a decent job. Howie Kendrick has been a little bit cold in this series. He's hitting just a 227, has not drawn a walk, but you got to feel like he's going to be able to bust out. Without him, the Nationals would not be here because he got that grand slam in the NLDS. Meanwhile, for the Houston Astros, top lineup has been terrific. George Springer, Jose Altuve, Michael Brantley, all in at 321 or better for this team. Alex Bregman was able to get a home run yesterday. He has been doing a solid job for this team. Carlos Correa late in the game was also get a, able to get a double. That was a little bit of a confidence booster for the team as well. But I think that this is a spot where I've got to just trust in Max Scherzer. This is a moment that he's been living for. We all know that he's the ultimate competitor. And the Washington Nationals are a little bit of a team of destiny at this point. It looked like they wouldn't be able to get out of that wild card game against the Brewers. They were able to do so. They get back-to-back home runs to force extra innings against the Dodgers, then hit a grand slam in order to get to the National League Championship Series against the St. Louis Cardinals where they sweep the Cardinals. This is the first series in North American sports history in which a championship was on the line in a best of seven in which the road team has won each of the first six. I think they make it a clean sweep. So for that reason, I am all aboard the Nationals and I am all aboard the over. I personally got plus 110 juice on the over. I fired that in right away when I saw it at the Westgate. And with the Nationals, I've already fired in on the plus 130 price. I think that this line is going to fluctuate a little bit. I'm seeing a lot of people on the Nationals, and rightfully so. I think that I'm getting the better pitcher here in Max Scherzer. Obviously, it's a little bit of a sight unseen, but I'm going to trust in Max Scherzer in this spot, and that will do it for this edition of MLB Overtime Betting. Even though this is the last regular season edition of MLB Overtime Betting, I'll still be coming at you guys in the offseason. I'll be coming at you with my first offseason episode probably in about a week and a half or two weeks or so. Make sure that you stay subscribed to this podcast if you already are. And if you like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. It'll be much like the way I do college hoops overtime betting. I'll be checking in once a week, give you guys some futures information, looking at the offseason signings, the trades, and all that good stuff. So make sure you keep it locked in. And you know what? This is the last day of the betting season for MLB Overtime Betting in 2019. So let's make it a successful, profitable, and fun one. And I'll be talking to you guys all throughout the offseason. Thank you so much for tuning in.